Put on your big Hollywood sunglasses and light the torch, because it's cellar time. Welcome to the Crack Cellar, as the prophecy was once foretold. I'm Two-Spirit Penguin Daniel. I want to be the broadcaster. Oh, and broadcaster, we we made it out to the theater again. And one might think we saw John Wick 4. Maybe they thought we saw Super Mario. No, incorrect. We went to see the most important new movie of the year of our Lord 2023. Renfield with Nicolas Cage reprising his role as Dracula because he has been a count from the beginning of time. Motherfuckers. Wouldn't you agree broadcaster? I was wondering where you were going with that. Cause I was like, wait a minute, he played Dracula. <laughs> Kissed by a vampire. I don't know, but... Yeah. Vampire he actually, he did. I think he, didn't he actually play? I, I don't want to get off two tracks real early here, but I think he actually did play Dracula in his very early career. I feel like. I think he thought he was Dracula. Maybe. He wasn't. I don't think he was actually a vampire. Maybe. He was an insane fucking guy. <laughs> well, uh, this movie uh, was written by our Walking Dead friend. Uh, <laughs> Robert Kirkman, um, who would like to tell you what this movie about. And what he says is that Renfield... Dracula's henchman and inmate at the lunatic asylum for decades longs for a life away from the count, his various demands and all of the bloodshed that comes with them. And, uh, I think the real credit for that hypnosis goes to Robert Kirkman's agent. Uh, without her, none of this could have been done. (laughs) (laughs) This, this movie is less of a movie and more of just an excuse to watch Nicolas Cage be Dracula in the most insane comedic way possible. Yeah. I still uh, can't, I can't get him saying Renfield out of my head. <laughs> what, what are these affirmations? <laughs> Nick Cage played this fucking role. So over the top. It reminded me of a Mel Brooks movie. Like, I would not be surprised if Mel Brooks was involved in this movie, just based off of the, the. it almost felt like a parody, right? It, didn't it just have, like, it's not supposed to be a parody, but it kind of came close a little bit. I mean, it, I mean, it was definitely a parody. Okay, I so mean, you, you think it is just a straight parody? Okay. Of, like, the monster universe? Yeah, for sure. Okay, I, I was taking it more at face, because there, there's a lot of elements of this movie that makes you think we're supposed to take it seriously. Uh, I mean, I think that's just fucking modern day cinema. Okay. You know, like... That's just the cost of doing business, is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> they gotta somehow tag some type of virtue to a fucking vampire slaying movie you know yeah um but yeah i definitely think it's 
purely a comedic movie. Has there it's ever like, has there ever been a movie that was like so good as long as one actor slash character was in the scene, but if that character slash actor was not in the scene, lost so much of that goodness. Like the the gulf between scenes without Nick Cage and the scenes with him are so staggering in this movie. It's like night and day. That's every Nick Cage movie. <laughs> but to dude, okay. Granted, for the most part, you're kind of right, but not the the divide is so vast in this one. Like most movies, it's like when Nick Cage is on screen, it's a fucking ten, and when he's not, it's like a seven or something. But in this movie, it's like when Nick Cage is on the screen, it's a fucking ten. When he's not, it's like a two point two. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of uh, the other main actor. No, he played Beast in X Men. Oh, that's where I remembered him from. Fuck, I knew I knew him from somewhere. Yep. Yeah, and he also he's been in a lot of these like undead, like like comedic, romantic type movies. You know, like he was. I think he was when he was super young. He played in a movie called Warm or something like that, and it was like. Literally about, um, it was a romantic zombie movie where, Oh, I remember what you're talking about. It was on Netflix, wasn't it? No, this was in theaters. I would like this back when I fucking was like, for some reason. Okay. I must've been, I was working at radio. I was just, I think I just left radio shack by the time that movie came out. So I was probably like 20. Yeah, something like that. Twenty one. No, yeah, probably just turned twenty one. So, twenty eleven, and uh, he, he was super young back then. But he played a zombie that like was slowly becoming a human because he was loved, and his heart was becoming warm. And he's like, so he's always been in like these kind of like monster flicks. He has a weird affiliation with him, affinity, if you will. <laughs> yeah. But I've never really been convinced by his acting. Like, he played, like, a crazy, like, pale cannibal in uh, Mad Max. He was the shiny chrome guy. So shiny, so chrome. Eating, like, huffing silver spray paint. Chrome spray paint. (laughs) Yeah, I knew I'd seen him in some stuff, but I I couldn't remember what from, because he's not a very remarkable actor. And, in fact, other than Nick Cage, the only remarkable actor in here is... uh, the chick from the expanse who plays the mom of, uh, okay. I take that back. You know what? The crime family, dude, the crime family are kind of amusing. Ben Schwartz is one of those guys where I'm not sure if I hate him or I like him. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I'm like, Oh, he's funny. Other times I'm like, God, what a little punk. He does have some douchey lines. I feel like, you know, when certain act, when like you hear about actors refusing to say certain things mm. and they do it their way. I feel like he doesn't do that. I feel like he just reads things. He'll do anything for the money. He doesn't really put his own cause he's he'll certain scenes are just awesome. And then other scenes I'm like, why the fuck would you say it like that? It was just dumb. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, this, this movie for the most part felt a little Dumb, but I guess taking it as a parody, it—I don't know. I don't know if that changes much for me. The 
the tone is dark comedy horror, but when you call it a parody, it almost makes it even worse in my opinion, because it's not really a great parody. But when I wasn't sure what it was trying to be, then I was giving it a little bit more slack in my mind. I feel like now you've kind of made me like it less in retrospect. Uh, Not much happens in this movie. It's just a really kind of shallow storyline with a really weak romance thing that is just like the least believable romance ever. And, you know, this is supposed to set up the monster universe, right? I did this not is, know that. Yeah, this is their second attempt but, at setting up but, the monster universe. Well, dude, that means, okay, so you're trying to tell me that you think this is a parody, but now you're telling me it's supposed to set up the monster universe? So what is it? Is the monster universe a giant parody? Is that what it's going to be? Yeah, Just like uh-huh. making fun of it? Well, I think they're trying to take the Marvel, lighthearted Marvel route, you know? Where it's like, think about Iron Man. It was just like, yeah, sure. Yeah, but none of those are parodies. Had a we... jumpstart his heart in a cave, but Tony Stark was lighthearted and quirky and funny and yeah. a playboy, you know? Like, there was comedy to the film. Like, it right. ended with him fucking being drunk on top of a donut parlor. But they weren't know? parodies at the end of the day. That's that's kind of my point. It's like, is this a parody well, or not? I mean, it's not like it was a super serious action movie either. I wouldn't put like, <laughs> you know, like Iron Man next to like Man. Uh, No Country for Old Men or something like that. You've really added to my mental confusion about this movie because I was already sort of just like, what the fuck was that movie? I've been thinking about it since we watched it last night. And then, you know, you tell me it's a parody. Then all of a sudden I'm like, OK, that clears things up a little bit. Then you're like, it's also booting up the Monsters universe. And now yeah. I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's 100 percent. That's just what I read. I was like, what? No way. <laughs> and they're going to they're going to flagship it in with Aquafina, Huh? Who the fuck is that? She's a, she dude. She gets around. But I what is she? Is she like a singer? What is she? She's a rapper. You're telling know. me that chubby a... Asian bitch who played the worst cop of all time is a rapper? Yes. Well, at least it explains her oh, horrible she... acting. <laughs> she was in Jumanji too. Uh, I'm glad I skipped the that new one. Jumanji. Dude, the new Jumanji looks fucking whack as fuck. Yeah, I I can't imagine it won't be. Every time I see pictures of it, there's like they all look like video game characters. Yeah. Fucking the rocks dressed up like he's fucking about to be in Uncharted. Fucking the redhead chicks dressed up like Laura Croft. Fucking Aquafina's <laughs> Aquafina's dressed up like a fucking female yakuza boss or something i don't even know (laughs) yeah jack black is dressed up like a fucking archaeologist from the fucking early 1800s or something i don't know (laughs) 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 it's weird yeah uh this movie kind of feels a little bit like that too the characters kind of feel like video game characters uh i don't know if that's bad or good honestly in this movie yeah, she's just a very modern day actor. All of them <laughs> very <in>. modern day. <laughs> like everything she's in, or like, like I think the only thing me and you would even recognize, and I don't think either of us actually watched, is Crazy Rich Asians. No, she was she was in that. 
I'm sure no. that's where she got made her debut or something. My rule with cinema break. is if it had if in the title of the fucking movie has anything to do with a race, I'm good. I don't care if it's white, Asian, black, anything. I'm not watching it. Like I don't give a like <laughs> I'm not watching shit that feels it's so important that you out? need to put it in the title. I know. Imagine if they made a movie called Crazy Rich Blacks. <laughs> <laughs> It's so crazy. It is an interesting point you make about the selectiveness of our wording of shit. We'll only say certain things about certain people, and that's that's progressive, broadcaster. That's progressive. You wouldn't say crazy rich Jews. <laughs> oh shit! No, you just got us canceled. We're probably gonna have our entire page deleted off the internet tonight, thanks to you. Thank even you. Even whites, you wouldn't even say crazy rich whites, even though I mean that's probably some of the more tamer ones out of it. It's just like what <laughs> you would only do it if it was a horror movie and it was about like a black avenger murdering a bunch of rich white people on an island that's the only way you'd make no, it's like a those, movie that white, it's those rich white people yeah that hunt people on islands no doubt <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah well broadcast do you have anything to say before we get to spoilers would you recommend people see this any qualifiers on it <laughs> no renfield the thing we're <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. absolutely renfield's the shit dude the cage brings home another brilliant acting performance <laughs> yeah I mean, this guy's making banger after banger dude is he paying taxes off maybe, dude. <laughs> maybe. But, dude, it's neither here nor there <laughs> is he setting the bar for cinematic history going forward yeah he yep. is right, yep. no one's yep. ever gonna be able to top Dragula going forward. He owns the role now. Um, yeah. He, it, I think if yeah. they're going to use this movie to reboot the Monster Universe, I hate saying that. <laughs> then <laughs> it just it needs to be Nick Cage from this movie, and that's it. They need to get John Travolta involved. Stat. Okay. Because if we don't have a Nick Cage, John Travolta fight in the monster universe then you guys just don't clearly you're not your fingers aren't on the pulse okay yeah you all you clearly don't understand why someone like nick cage is popular okay <laughs> he's, he's popular for the same reason people talk about john travolta still okay <laughs> mm-hmm. uh you know you know um yes agreed on all points and also agree you have to watch this movie L- I said that it's a 2.2 without Nick Cage on the screen. Luckily, he's on the screen like 88% of the movie. So it doesn't. it's not as bad as it sounds, people. Uh, and it's worth every second of Nick Cage's performance as Dracula. And that leads me into what I want to discuss before we go into spoilers, our final topic for non-spoilers. Nick Cage on the list of the greatest Dracula actors now. Is he number one? And if not, what is he and who's above him? You want me to go first? Um, you can so you can think because we don't we don't uh, rehearse this shit. Yeah, you know, he, he had no idea I was gonna ask this, so uh, <laughs> you don't know any. Um, okay, so you I know you know one because you watched Bram Stoker's Dracula with me when we were kids. Gary Oldman, you know one. Yeah, I guess yeah. Uh, 
So that's the only other Dracula you've ever seen. I don't know who played Nosferatu. <laughs> is he, okay, okay, okay. You know what? Let's just go with that then. Is is Nosferatu your your great? Like I, I want I want to know who is your number one Dracula after of seeing Nick Cage do this performance. Who's your number one? Let's go with that. I think serious performance of Dracula. I think it was. Dude, is it a parody or not, broadcaster? I thought we were reading the It's totally a parody. (laughs) We got to take this shit seriously. Come on. There's no way that you can compare Nick Cage's Dracula to, like, say, uh, Dracula. What was that? That last one they did where it was like the heartthrobby actor played Dracula, but he actually did a really good performance. It was like a super power, like superhero power Dracula where he had like bat wings and shit, like wings made out of bats that like flew him. And he like, you remember that shit? Did you watch that? It was like Dracula uh, untold or something like that. I don't that. think so. I don't have any clue what you're talking about. I think that was probably one of the coolest fucking Dracula's on in cinema history. Is as far as action goes. And then there's Dracula from uh, Castlevania. You know? <laughs> okay, now we're going. Movie? Now we're going a different direction. I mean, okay, you can't. You no, can't I'm talking movies, man. I'm talking like who's your great is actor? You your know, great you actor. Discount, you just can't discount that quote. That's one of the right. greatest quotes of all time. So yeah. you're just filibustering this question. <laughs> a miserable pile of secrets. Fine, have at you. <laughs> just saying, like. Nick Cage's performance is spot on, like always, but I'm not going to go and say he's the greatest Dracula performance of all time. So who is in your mind, then? The 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 Nosferatu guy? I think it's the Dracula Untold, dude. <laughs> Dracula Untold. I think that's what it's called. Hold on. Oh, Luke Evans. You're talking about the fucking action hero Dracula. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about now. Okay, uh... Well, that's that was, I really wish because this was supposed to be so this. Uh, yeah, this um, is like the historic. This is like Vlad the Impaler. Like this no, is the this is, this is the actual first. I thought it was the action rebooting. hero. Version. This was the first attempt at rebooting the monster universe. This oh. this movie and uh, Tom Cruise's mummy were supposed to be the basis of the new monster universe. And then it kind of just like. Mummy did really on well. I think this was like more of like a cult classic movie, but Mummy just pa- like bombed. So yeah. and then they just kind of and then the pandemic. I think there was I heard something about that Renfield was supposed to come out earlier, but the pandemic slowed it down or something like that. And that's where I heard the whole it's the premise of the Monster Universe reboot. But nonetheless, what I'm getting to, I, I think this was one of the coolest depictions of Dracula ever. So that'd be my pick. But it's, I mean, come on, Nicolas Cage wasn't slacking. I'm not saying he wasn't second place, you know? <laughs> okay. Uh, you, okay. Well, that was a really confusing way to deflect on you disrespecting Nick Cage. I'm putting Nick Cage number one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Nosferatu. Fuck you, uh, Fuck you. Leslie Nielsen. You know, I love you, Christopher what Lee, about, but fuck you too. Uh, no, what, fuck what all of you. from Interview with a Vampire? What, what oh, that, that's not, nah, that's not, dude, don't even, 
I might have to edit that out. We're going to put that out. But how dare you say that? <laughs> Dude, if you're disrespecting. Ah! Like, what was the guy's name again? Luke Evans? You're Luke, Luke Evans. You disrespecting. Uh, what was that guy's name again? <laughs> I dare you, dude. All right, you ready to get into some spoilers? Yeah. I I I, I created a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys, we're America. We created podcasting. <laughs> so, did you like the uh, the old timey intro where it like went black and white and tried to replicate old school film? Oh yeah, that was dope. Yeah, I was kind of hoping there'd be a little bit more of that, but Hell, that uh, you know, intro cool goes fast. That's cool how it started out. Yeah, yeah, felt really serious towards the beginning. The comedy really started in the middle to like really crescendo into like the part where you might think it was a parody. Beginning, I... it felt kind of subdued. But still funny. Felt like it was a comedy through and through. <laughs> yeah. I it just there's no serious tone to the movie at all. I mean, even like the fucking <laughs> Renfield's family was like a throwaway. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like they didn't even like bring up the fact that he abandoned his family like till three quarters of the way through the movie. <laughs> And yeah, like kind of glanced by. He's like, "Yeah, I just kind of came here because uh, I thought I deserved it. Because <laughs> I outgrew, I outlived." <laughs> yeah, the comedy kind of felt a little half bakedy at times. Maybe part of that is because of the whole drug dealer kingpin thing that they the two movies have in common. But well, I mean, literally, they replaced. Salt with cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> Cocaine's yeah. big now all of a sudden. You notice that? Cocaine bear, now fucking cocaine yeah. Dracula. Yeah, it's because cocaine's getting warmed up to be the next marijuana, dude. Oh, oh shit. There's a bold prediction. <laughs> no doubt about it, dude. <laughs> Medical yeah. cocaine. Let's start the Facebook page right now. Medicinal <laughs> cocaine. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, so really basic, basic storyline. Just Dracula does evil shit for a hundred years, talks about the cycle of Renfield restoring him back to health after someone beats his ass, which kind of doesn't make sense. But again, framing this as a parody or a comedy movie, whichever you choose to view it as, the Kickstarter of the Monsters universe, it really does treat this. (laughs) <laughs> like a Joe Biden, perhaps, would treat it. What do you think, broadcaster? <laughs> what are you talking about, man? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I'm surprised there wasn't a scene in this movie with like someone in disguise next to Dracula being like, Dracula, like, where are you, where are you from? I'm from Jamaica. Which part? The beach. <laughs> I'm surprised that didn't happen in this movie. I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's, you can't really have the monster universe 
be super serious. I mean, they kind of already tried it with the, like we were talking about earlier with the mummy with Tom Cruise and fucking whatever that guy's name was and Dracula and told Luke Evans, you know, like maybe this is their angle. They're trying to do now a comedic kind of like monster mash. That'd be dope. They could bring back the OG monster mash, you know, and make it the theme song for the new monster universe. Yeah. You know, lighthearted and kidding. <laughs> Not so much Kitty, I should say. There's a lot of fucking gore in that movie. So I would say it's Kitty, but... Yeah, uh, the gore was comic... Definitely comic gore. It was the closest thing to a gore porn I've seen in probably... Since Saw, I'd say. Like, that was oh, the last dude. movie I saw that had as explicit a gore as Renfield does. Yeah, the, like, one point a guy got shot with, like, a regular 9 millimeter fucking pistol and the <laughs> wound came, that came out like, like an explosive yeah. something dude it was crazy uh, <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that in this movie but really the only part of this movie that matters is just every scene with Dracula and especially the scenes with Dracula, Dracula and Renfield like that is the movie yeah, for sure. I mean, it's called Renfield, you know. I mean, come on now. Yeah. Everything else is sort of just like, oh, we have to technically move along a story. But really, it's just a string of excuses to make Nick Cage say some really funny-ass shit to Renfield. And Renfield sort of just to sit there and be a bad actor while he does it, which is okay. Kind of adds to the humor a little bit, doesn't it? Well, for sure. I, mean, I feel like that's like all Nick Cage's movies minus a couple especially lately you know mm-hmm. it's like they're they might be like old hats for premises and stuff like that but the whole actual s- story is designed around the idea of nick cage being the main character mm-hmm. and you can tell you know not no one else really does that you know, you don't see, like, you wouldn't say, like, Mandalorian was made for Pedro Pascal. You know? Like, he turned out to be great, and now you would say he is the Mandalorian, but no one would be like, no one else could have ever been the Mandalorian. Like, with this movie, you go into it, and you're just like, you really, no one really would have watched it unless it was Nick Cage, you know? Like yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But it... Yeah. I, I, yeah. Anyway. yeah, so so the old-timey stuff is like, what, the first 15 minutes, 10 minutes, and then instantly they go 100 years later to current days New Orleans, which... What do you think? 90 years, dude. Okay, whatever. Uh, so a little, a little on the nose, right? Am I wrong? I'm wrong about that? Going to New Orleans? It feels just like you could have gone somewhere more interesting. Especially if uh, you, if it's a parody. Like yeah. it'd be funny to go to like an Amish village or I don't know, like maybe that's not a great idea. But any anyway, point is just like something other than like where all voodoo and all that type of stuff is associated to in the United States. You pick like that place. I don't know. There's also no actual New Orleans vibe to the movie. It's set in New Orleans, but I swear to Christ, you would not know. Like, you can know because they throw in token New Orleans shit every once in a while, but the vibe of the actual scenes is not New Orleans at all. 
I think that's most movies. Yeah. That's just a directing problem. That's not a Nick Cage problem, okay? No, not at all. Uh, yeah. Nick Cage, I've never seen any actor put movies on his back and soar to the heavens like Nick Cage does. He does it in this movie, but he's done it in quite a few. Fucking Color Out of Space, he did it. Fucking, no, you know what he really did it in? Mom and Dad. Because that movie sucked without him like yeah. just like this one a little bit Dude, so like he not only did it like it transcended with him though yes <laughs> it, it, exactly he went, he went out into orbit with the whole movie on his back and he showed him the sun man uh i don't know what else to say about this guy he's just like a modern movie god at this point he he should be the hall of fame of Hol- modern hollywood like right now, it's like Nick Cage and Nick Cage only. Keanu Reeves can keep knocking, but right now I say it's only Nick Cage. Yeah, like if if Hollywood was an anime story, and you know, I feel like all the Z fighters would be destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Besides Nick Cage, you know, he'd be the last one, and he'd have like the Ultra Instinct fucking potential power that no one saw coming dude (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's special dude it's so hard to propel movies by yourself like acting is really you're acting off other people a lot of the time and like you can only be as good as your but nick cage has this fucking thing dude where he it doesn't matter and you know i wish i really wish another legend from way older uh bruce willis I wish he had that power because he kind of did what Nick Cage did, but he started to phone it in and then he got like some sort of dementia, but kept doing movies. So like if you look at the last 15 Bruce Willis movies, they will break your fucking heart, dude. They will break your goddamn heart. They're so bad. Nick Cage Looper was pretty good. That was like 15 years, like 10 years ago. Looper is probably the last good movie he did. Like, it's sad when you look at what he's done up until, I mean, now he's retired because the dementia, whatever he has is too far and he can't act anymore. But, man, it's just, you see Nick Cage just doing this with bad movies, but making, like, brute forcing them to be good. And maybe it does help having Robert Kirkman because he did kind of make The Walking Dead and, uh... Not a bad writer. I, I like his style. Like the TV show isn't his fault, so don't blame him for the TV show. He didn't stretch Negan into four seasons. Or pretty damn sure that's made up for the TV show. Yeah, he never became a fucking good guy, bad guy in the comics. Pretty yeah, sure bashed a bunch of people's brains in with a bat and got killed himself. <laughs> I'm guessing uh, him teaming up with the wife of the Asian guy he beat to death with a bat also wasn't in the comic books. Might have been in some sicker, (laughs) twisted way in the comics. Talk about an odd couple. (laughs) Yeah. Dead City coming to AMC Plus Plus Plus. The sequel everyone to the smash hit Sex in the City that everyone's been waiting for. So what do you think about the whole codependent 12-step thing? Because that was like the actual storyline of the movie, which is 
Yeah, I want I want I want to hear your take on that whole thing. <laughs> on what? The whole plot of the movie with him being in the twelve step self help program, and like the whole codependent subtext of the entire movie that they start calling out and breaking the fourth wall on, especially towards the end. Yeah. I thought it was pretty funny, but a little overused in some ways. Like the, like, like I said earlier, the part where he's reading the, uh, I'm important book, or whatever the fuck it was called from his church, where it was like had affirmations, self-help affirmations or whatever. And, those those conversations or those interactions are pretty funny but as far as like the the actual meetings go like none of the characters are really memorable besides like bob and uh maybe the chick that kept on getting interrupted yeah funny was, i don't know it seemed like to take a huge part of the movie up like his pseudo relationship building with the cop and the um, self-help meetings, I think could be easily removed from the movie and it's still been great. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I still think the self-help comedy was funny, you know, There's some fucking Dracula's fucking henchman somehow like, ashamed for dragging a bunch of people to their death over a century. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, sounds like you liked it a little bit more than me. I, I liked it at first, but like towards the end, it started to get like, I don't know. It started to feel like they're just saying it too much. Like I heard the word codependent a few too many times. So I was like, okay, we get it. The fourth wall breaking part, I think is what bugged me the most. Cause just didn't feel like the type of movie where that should be done in that way. But yeah, like, like the conversation he was having with the dude that runs it, where he's just like, you deserve to be at full power. And he's like, you're right. I do Mm -hmm. like that. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a few funny parts to that, but the best part was when Nick cage came in and slayed all of them, in my opinion. Then they had a retcon it, dude. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> the sensu bean. I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce the sensu bean to the monsters universe. The glorious reboot. It just made it too lighthearted. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, there's absolutely no stakes. So it feels okay for a comedy movie because the whole point is the comedy, not like an actual sense of drama or like that type of feeling. But man, I don't know if like if this it just makes no sense to me that this is going to be the beginning of a new monsters universe. Could you imagine like this would make this movie is the Iron Man of the monsters universe? Like, come on, Iron Man was not a parody. Yeah, I mean, comics are already kind of like. Comical, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, comic movie a a comedy. This is kind of already a hybrid of like serious premises meet comedy, whimsical. Well, that's kind of my point. Like this, Robert Kirkman makes comics. This this is a comic movie. 
if you think about it. Robert like, Kirkman makes serious comics, though. That's what he's known for. He was one of the very first people to like get serious comics out there. Like Walking Dead was one of those. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Fair enough. But that doesn't make sense why his movie take is less serious than the the MCU, which should be probably. Well, I mean, now is comedic. But like originally, the MCU was so different. What we now know is the MCU is quite comedic, actually, either intentionally or unintentionally, depending on the movie. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just a lot of generic stolen drugs that just leads to awesome action scenes, including the one where they uh, went full Mortal Kombat 10, which was pretty crazy. When they X-played that dude, that was crazy. Yeah, they really well done. It was. The fight scenes were pretty cool. They were a lot better than, uh, dare I say, n- not all of John Wick 4, because Donnie Yen was the shit. But dude, fucking Keanu Reeves, he looks so stiff in that movie. It was a good movie. I loved it. But he, like when he was throwing people over his back, it looked so choreographed and stiff <laughs> in comparison these the fight scenes and and Renfield are better than what he was doing. Yeah, these action scenes were fucking really good. And man, like some of the, this is a, I would really like Robert Kirkman and Chris McKay to do a Mortal Kombat movie because they captured the essence of fatalities in Mortal Kombat better than Mortal Kombat has been able to do. So give them a try. Is what I say. I forgot, dude, that that Mortal Kombat movie came out. It was so it was re- mediocre. Reminded me of it. <laughs> Fucking Kano at that dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Fucking Gambit gets in a mediocre fucking X-Men movie and fucking Cabal gets in a mediocre Mortal Kombat movie. All my favorite characters get dissed, man, but not. Not Dracula. Mainly because he's not one of my favorite characters. Which is why. He can be good. And played by a thespian like Nicolas Cage. Well, also, anybody can make a Dracula movie. True. Yeah, the public domain thing. When the hell is... Did they change it so that doesn't happen anymore? I feel like I remember... Virtually, yeah. Yeah. It was going to happen to Batman. In Superman, mm-hmm. a long time ago, like a, a feels like over ten years ago now, and then it just didn't happen. Somehow. Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing about a law change where I was like, "Oh, <laughs> there's some lobbying for you." The timing I mean, was is, suspicious. I mean, to be honest, it is kind of whack, you know, in some regards. That like, because <clears throat> if your family still exists to some extent. It's theirs. <clears throat> it's just because it was been around for a hundred years or eighty years, whatever it was. It's like now arbitrarily in the public's hands. Like people can just bastardize your legacy because it's eighty years old. I can understand if it hasn't been used for like a hundred years. Yeah, you know? it's just been sleeping on it. Then that's that's a whole other story because that's like for a whole chance for anybody connected to it to die off. But 
if it's just like being used and just all of a sudden, oh, it's a hundred years old. Now anybody can use it. That's whack. <laughs> In my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind reevaluating things like that, but I feel like there also should be more of a, I don't know, carefulness in which you change really long-standing laws like that. It seems like it was done with no discussion. I feel like I feel like nothing's ever debated anymore. You just find out shit happened, and you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. It'd be nice if there was more public debate about fucking changing shit like that, but, you know. It definitely would be crazy nowadays because if it really did work like that with the technology the way it is, people could be making like the best versions of like a lot of stuff that we've been waiting for, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm but, sure there'd be like a, a fan made aliens by now that was like probably considered the best, you know what I'm saying? Just like mm-hmm. Does that mean any anyone could make a competing monster verse with Universal Pictures? So, like right now, if just say Disney just wanted to, just to say f you, they could do their own version of it and they couldn't be stopped. I'm not sure. <laughs> that seems crazy if that's true, but I think it is true. I think there might be some type of like copyright law or something you know because if it's too similar especially in the time frame you know so if you're like currently like part of a franchise making movies you know monster universe movies and then another company starts trying to do big budget monster universe movies like in the same exact vein maybe you're not allowed to do that you know, I don't know. There Maybe there's a law in there that just doesn't let you just kind of capitalize on somebody else's idea like that. But then again, I mean, it works that way in every other facet of reality. I mean, you could have a gas station on one corner. A motherfucker could open a gas station on the exact opposite corner of an intersection. And it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Starbucks. Look at Starbucks. Three Starbucks in the same fucking area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So basically, what else, what else is there really to talk about with this movie? Like it's, is there anything like memorable to you outside of just like the fucking awesome action scenes and the sort of the crazy interactions between him and Renfield in certain scenes? There are some really good quotes in this movie. Some Nick Cage quotes that'll go down on his tombstone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Like the whole police angle, the police department with Aquafina and the corrupt, all the corrupt cops. Like I, you know, that was kind of funny how cavalier they were about the cor- cor- corruption in yeah. the police department. I was like, that's kind of like. <laughs> a meta joke on society right now. They're just like, yeah, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we'll give you a promotion and take Kyle's parking spot. And Kyle's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, everyone's corrupt. <laughs> yeah, the the Kyle shit was kind of funny. 
What do you yeah. think about uh, what they chose to honor in terms of like his classic weaknesses with the sunlight and all the? Did you like all that? The the protection circle stuff, like all the sort of Bram Stoker crap. Are you glad that they oh, followed yeah. all of it? Yeah, it was all cool. It was all cheeky. I mean, it wasn't like I said, it wasn't super serious. <laughs> no. No, but they stayed pretty pretty true to Dracula form, though, if you think about it. Like, they didn't really go wild with him. It's just they let Nick Cage play him wild. But it really is just a sort of standard Dracula, powers-wise. Yeah, yeah. you know. They did butcher him at the end, which I thought was weird. They turned yeah. him into fucking, like, ice cubes and put him into a fucking... I don't even know what that was, but... <laughs> yeah, that was a weird scene. I'm not a hundred percent sure what they did. I just know that they left it open for him to come back the way they did it. <laughs> oh yeah. He's in this yeah. basement waiting for the sequel. <laughs> waiting for the sequel. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of wondered though, like who else in that movie was, is going to eventually be like a monster, you know, like what's her name's sister got revived with his blood, which makes me think she's going to become some type of monster hero. Then there was, uh, what's her name from the expanse who, uh, I don't know if you noticed that, but she like died, but didn't die. She got rushed by Dracula's bats and hit hard and then just like in the hallway and then never shown again. Um, Oh yeah, that's true. I'm thinking maybe something happened to her. Queen Dracula. uh, Yeah. Something, you know, Dracula's bride, maybe. Uh, oh yeah, they set up a romance between them. I forgot about that. Yep, that's yeah. probably exactly what that is. And uh, she's probably going to be the one to revive him or something. Yep. Who knows? Yep. Um, yeah, I think we just predicted the premise of the sequel. Good job, Nicholas. <laughs> of the start of the universe. Of the, the universe that totally cannot be copied by some dude on Reddit. All I know, dude, is if they're going to go down this route like with Monster Universe parody, they need to get the boys together like, Hmm. and get Tom Cruise and RDJ and Ben Stiller and they need to do a Monster Universe Tropic Thunder level movie where... You're big brain in tonight, yeah. They they make jokes about Tom Cruise's shitty mummy movie, you know? Yeah, you've been stacking insight. Get Luke Luke Evans in there, dude. Give him some (laughs) fuck. Give him some hook hands, dude. (laughs) Oh, shit. What is Luke Evans famous for? Uh, I have no idea. I know I've seen him in something, but I can't really remember. He's always been like a Carl Urban type to me, you know? Yeah. Before, like Carl Urban before The Boys, where no one really knew about him besides like those few movies he was in. Like, I don't think anyone really knew who Carl Urban even was before the Doom movie. And then Dread is when he really took off, I think. Yeah. And then now the boys. What was before Doom? Do you just, I don't even know if I knew who Carl Urban was before Doom. No, that was pretty much his first role, I think. Might Maybe he was on some soap opera or something, but... I think Doom was pretty much the beginning of his real career. Yeah. 
All right, bro. People shit on that movie. Has one of the greatest Hollywood quotes of all time, dude. The Dwayne, the Rock Johnson playing the legendary Sarge character. (laughs) (laughs) Guy's getting pulled through that closed gate like Jurassic Park style. (laughs) And he's like, but I'm the hero. I'm not supposed to die. <laughs> this fucking gets axed, dude. <laughs> it's so legendary. Yeah. That type of stuff ages well, and people judge it harshly at the time, but I'll bet people come around on it. I love People that. are coming around. In the theaters, dude. Well, yeah, because you were the right age for it, too. Like, a lot of the people were older and more sophisticated than you at the time. They were, like, you know, lifting their nose to it a little bit. I've speed ran Doom yes. two fucking fifty hours, dude. This is bullshit. I need an intellectual Doom movie, please. <laughs> is what they were thinking. I'm too intellectual for this drivel, which is, I think, a lot of movie critics. Honestly, <laughs> there's a. It really explains why action movies and comedy movies get fucking destroyed. Because, yeah, critics. Yeah, it's not intellectual enough for them. I think that's why. I think what we're getting to is the essence of what Nick Cage brings to movies. Yep. yep. His his acting allows movies to transcend this fucking stigma of having to take themselves too seriously for the story they're trying to tell. You know, like take a movie like Color Out of Space, for instance. That's like a fucking horrific movie. It's filled with com- Nick Cage level comedy, though. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. I, th- I think it's just it's an unavoidable thing that your movie will have when Nick Cage is involved, whether it's intended or not. Yeah, and uh, it, Chris McKay was real lucky to get Nick Cage for this movie. That's all I have to say. Uh, <laughs> you know, I would have said that like ten years ago. I don't know. Nick Cage seems to just be waiting outside every motherfucker's door. Like, yeah, how much you paying, dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, true, true. Yeah. All right. On that note, broadcaster, uh, today we are going to do a special edition of the official patented Nick Cage rating system that you yourself invented a few years ago, uh, bringing it back for Renfield just this time only, and probably any other future time we feel like doing this gimmick. Uh, broadcaster on that system what do you rate renfield i'm gonna give it a mega cage 2024 <laughs> did you did you just say mega cage 24 is that what i just heard i said mega. <laughs> okay I, I think i heard mega again but okay go on <laughs> i don't know what you mean by that. i just want to make america see cage again dude <laughs> okay that's all i want <laughs> i want a con air too i want a face off too and speaking of face offs that's not what this movie's getting oh okay geez. it's getting a con air yeah because it's a solid movie yeah okay but it's not nick cage perfection it can be has potential nick, nick cage's yeah. performance was perfection iron the rest man of the movie too. was not <laughs> exactly this could do the reverse iron man yes first iron man greatest not renfield one though renfield two may be the greatest oh. not like iron man two leave it open iron man two not you know it was better than three i'll give it that <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right broadcaster well you know iron man three had guy pierce in it dude 
How the fuck was it bad, dude? <laughs> How did it end up being so shitty, dude? It's wild. Yeah, I'm giving this a, a con air as well. Uh, just, just so great, it, but so gonna bad. A, you're gonna give it a mega no. con air, right? No. no. No, I'm I'm giving it like a I'm giving it like an SOS. We're going down, Conair. Like it's it's a Conair, but I, I'd give it a lower Dave one. Chappelle's dead body. Yes, yes. <laughs> You're uh, talking about Chappelle's body. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Dude. Yeah, like this is this is a really bad movie that has been made good by miracle of Cage. And in it, you will know that as you watch it, (laughs) like you will just feel every moment of it. Like this is only good because of what Nick Cage is doing right now. And if it were for not for that, you would feel like the biggest dick on the planet for sitting down watching this movie. (laughs) Like no one's watching it for Renfield or whatever that actor's name, Nicholas Holt. When you said that, I don't know. My brain was just immediately like thinking of the last contact in Evangelion. And it's like, like a Nick Cage angel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? It's just multiple Nick Cage heads multiplying. <laughs> uh, and with that, we will close out Nick Cage dude, Evangelion. Needs to happen. He should play, dude. If there was an Americanized Evangelion, he would be the what's the, what's the father's name again? I forget that guy's name. The guy with the glasses. The yeah, shit. I don't remember his name. I've seen that <laughs> anime so many times, and I can't remember his name. He would have to be, dude. It would have to be him. Yeah, <laughs> so good, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and with those fucking little square glasses, dude. Unreal, <laughs> dude. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> oh. Best thing in the world. They should with like. If like M. Bison was ever going to be reprised in a role again, it'd be Nick Cage, dude. You have to get Nick Cage. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. We could go on forever. Yeah, Cage is like the the necromancer. Which that should be his new nickname. Like he can take any role that you think is untouchable and just be like, watch this. 